0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. I speak today to David Suda, CEO of Gold Terra, They're formerly Terra X. They're on the TSXV and a Gold Explorer with assets in Canada. They have had their problems. Slow gradual decline of the share price uh, has meant that people have kind of lost interest in this story. David's come in and tried to shake things up. He's brought some new faces, Gerald Paniton being one, a hugely successful individual with a track record. Um, He's also brought in uh, new money and he's changed the focus of the company as far as the market's concerned. Plus, a change in the share registry hasn't been such a bad idea either. So we talked to him about business plan, how, how he hopes to deliver it, what they're going to do with the money and sort of timings for it. next big steps. Enjoy the podcast. David, how are you doing, sir?
1: Very good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Good, good, good to have you on the show. So it's a, it's a new story for us. So we're going to hear all about it. I'm, I'm loving that backdrop though. Where is that?
1: That's in Yellowknife. It's uh, it's our drill rig uh, pounding away at nighttime. Sometime wow. in. February, March—actually, hard to know if it's nighttime because it's pretty dark there at that time of year. So, a pretty ask. cool photo,
0: though. It's a really cool photo. I was about to ask, do you have, do you have like 24 twenty-four-seven shift going on or something? But it's—it's it's, it may be daytime. We just don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, um, so where are you today then? Where, where am I speaking to you from? I'm in BC. I'm in my office.
1: Um, you know, semi quarantine Things actually pretty. Uh, have opened up nicely uh, in British Columbia and uh, knock on wood, if uh, people you know, stay smart and follow the rules, we should, uh, we should see things kind of continuing that way, but um, we're we'll keeping to ourselves.
0: Okay. Well, look, before we kind of get into business plan and strategies and that sort of stuff, can you give us just like a 1-minute overview of the company? What, what is it? What have you got? Not the, not the sales pitch though, if you don't mind.
1: Uh, yeah, no, the, it, it is a sales pitch in and of itself.
0: Okay, you're so that kid.
1: We've got a yeah, we've got a we've got an 800 square kilometer property, uh, which is our, our flagship asset. It's in uh, Northwest Territories, uh, Canada. It is directly adjacent to the city of Yellowknife. We are a junior gold exploration company uh, called Gold Terra, and uh, we recently changed the name to Gold Terra from Terra
0: X. We're not looking for X. We're looking for gold. Okay, it's good. It's smart. Um, like, good time to be here. It's a good time to be doing it. Right? but let, let me let me talk to you because I do want to talk about the this, this strategy and the business plan here because you're not long in this company, which is probably a good thing. Because if I look back at the five year chart, it's it's not pretty. It's been on steady decline, down from the heights of end of sixteen, beginning of seventeen. Uh, what's been going on, and what are you doing there?
1: Well, I, as you know, was in equity capital markets. Uh, you know, I was in sales and trading, and I and I did some investment banking. And you know, over the years, I was always focused uh, in resource and in mining. So I had an interest there. Uh, it's a language that I you know spoke. And uh, while my colleagues were focused on cannabis. I came across this company and I came across a shareholder of the company who was not so happy with the way things were going and said, you know, this company needs strategy. It needs somebody with capital markets experience and some, you know, ability to access capital. Um, I looked at it, ticked all the boxes, and um, I said, this is a huge opportunity for me. I think, you know, in a lot of ways, it was a great change. Uh, Instead of focusing on 30 companies, 28 of them that were, you know, not great and two that were good and leveraging all my best relationships that I, you know, earned the trust of over many years, I said, let's put uh, our eggs in this basket. And, um, you know, you do your due diligence. And I knew what I was going into, eyes wide open. I I knew there was some hair uh, on the dog. But um, ultimately, I I thought that uh, it's a great uh, vehicle. Uh, It just needed some repairs, so that was about two years ago. And um, as it is with every vehicle that you think needs a few repairs, uh, you know you start to peel back the layers of the onion, and you recognize it needs more work than you thought. Okay, but I was up for that.
0: Okay, so so tell me, just tell me about what you think was wrong with it when you when you looked at it, because you just said this. I looked at this, did my diligence. I thought it was a great opportunity. Most people look at this thing and go, "Oh boy, it's too tough for me." What did you see?
1: Well, well, I saw that you know the obvious thing that everybody else saw um, that were great, but then the opportunity was the mess up, you know, the fact that it wasn't, you know, it, they they lacked focus in the way they were exploring the project. They were land grabbing. Just, just really, it was. And, and lucky for them and us and some of those watching, uh, hopefully some of those watching you know, this was all done at a time where nobody cared about mining. So it was a great time to do a land grab. But, you know, over time, as you, if you're only focusing on getting more land, and this is very prolific perspective, good looking land, even a guy like me who's not a geo gets there and goes, wow, that's good looking rock. And uh, get into a little trouble past that. But, but seriously, you know, this is one of those things where you need access to capital, and when markets are crappy, it's really hard to get. So, you're hand to mouth on money for drilling and exploration, and you've got this growing, amazing property that you're excited about as a company or as a geologist. In this case, it was uh, Joe Campbell, uh, who has a great history as a a geologist, very successful guy, very smart guy, you know, just uh, as a group, they lacked any sort of real access to capital and they, they lacked uh, a vision for building, you know, a, a public company with a, with a gold asset. And so that was very apparent to me on the outset. Okay. I was like, okay, so what are we going to do about it?
0: Okay, so, I mean, so that's good. I mean, and that's probably not the first or last company, I suspect, with, with that kind of uh, profile where you've kind of got very skilled in one area, but missing in the other two, as it were. You know, we always talk about, you know, you need a geologist, you need a financier, you need a promoter to kind of the three legs of the stool to kind of get this thing going. So they were very much technically led, doing the land grab, which, I mean, how much money was in this thing when you walked into it? Quite a bit. What? Quite a bit. There was, you
1: know. Well, I mean, they managed to, you know, get some pretty decent shareholders in. You know, people who saw the same thing I saw. Uh, but, but shareholders who believe in something, who can be long term, who can, you know, fly the flag through the storms, are not management. They're not leadership. You can't expect them to be management leadership. They have other jobs. They have other priorities. They're shareholders. They want. They want to see value creation. And over time, if you don't create value for shareholders, they get tired. And then no matter what you do and how you know how great you are, that you just, you just don't want to be there anymore. So you know, that's one of the challenges that that I faced that I didn't see coming into the company. You know, I didn't I underestimated how tired the, the shareholder base was. Fortunately, you know, my my home in the equity capital markets world was institutional. Trading. So I spent a great deal of focus and time and effort on placing stock, you know, taking it from the tired hands and placing it into new, fresh blood. And so that's that energy that, you know, you effectively have to re energize a company that's in the state that you just described, right? You have to bring new people in, you have to bring new vision, you have to bring shareholders, you have to bring a new focus, a new strategy. All, everything has to be. New and then that's why you, people always say why well, didn't you change the name? Well, just because this is a retread? No, it's 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 a it's a symbol of a new dawn, right? Like it's a new era, it's a new energy. Everybody's invigorated to do something. So, and we're looking for
0: Gold.x. X. Okay, so let's so, so we're gonna, we're going to park Terra X up. You've come in. You've. Um, redistributed shares into new hands with a new story. So you must have told them something. So what, what is the big idea? What did you walk in thinking you were going to have to do to this company? Um, and you know, where, where's the end point? What's this? What are, you, what are you building here?
1: It was really simple. We, we needed to focus, put a resource on the table. And make sure that people understand that we weren't just going to arm wave around blue sky, like effectively run from gas fire to gas fire. You know what happens with a gas fire? The gas runs out. And then what's left? Nothing, right? Scorched earth. So you can't do that as an exploration company. Like eventually, and, and lots will do that in this bull market, you know, be careful because there will be a lot of that. But in a hard market, when you're building a really good company for, for the market we're in, you got to do a couple of things. One is you got to constantly drill. You can't stop drilling and then reprioritize and then say, "Oh, we are, we got this new property over here that looks more interesting," you know, and we got this huge intersection, and then the stock goes up on the prospect of maybe drilling that. It's, that that's what was going on. So with Gold Terra, it's simple: be drilling all the time, get a resource out. For the first time in six years, be realistic about that resource. Make sure that you never take another ounce off the table because you, you know, you don't put out a resource out at spot gold. You put it out at thirteen hundred bucks, very conservative price, right? And you put out a conservative set of parameters to make sure that those ounces are there for shareholders. And then you need to start to build on that consistently. And the only way you can do that is if you're well funded and you're drilling. And you have a team that you can trust. Like I'm not a geologist, right? I gotta make sure that our company has a team that can put together a drill program where when we say we're gonna build ounces, we actually build ounces. So the rubber's gonna hit the road at the end of this year when we come up with an updated resource on our two main targets that make up that 43101 inferred resource. And that's that's a simple start, right? You gotta you gotta start to backfill or or, or or at least like pad your valuation with something real, no gas fires. Then you can go and say, and by the way, we're in this incredibly prolific, huge district that we've amassed when nobody else cared. Um, you know, we're the apple of everybody's eye, and so you know, small bumps to your resource on your on your current targets are great. Maybe they're going to be big. I don't know. But at the same time, people are looking for big discoveries in this market. There hasn't been a discovery made in, in Gold, like a real one. Gosh, I can't even remember when the last one was. Okay. So can we, we got to be able to go for that too.
0: For sure. So let's talk about the team. okay? Because one of the things yeah. you just said, you're going to put the team together here. And one of the names I couldn't help notice was uh, Gerald Paniton. I mean, he's a big deal. He's a big name. He's done some big things. Is he for real or is he just a name on the PowerPoint?
1: Oh, he's for real. Right, he is for this guy. One of the reasons that I was so um, pursuant of Gerald's involvement in the project, uh, albeit you know a controversial move by uh, by, by some people's um, opinion. But look, this is a guy who is extremely passionate. He has a track record of success. Um, you know, he he doesn't mince words. So look. He's bought over five million shares of this company since last fall. Uh, he calls me ten times a day. You know, I hired myself the toughest boss I could have uh, in a, in a way by you know uh, he, he's the executive chairman. So, like, this is a guy who is in everybody's business all the time, and it's exactly what this company needs because he keeps us honest, right? When you wake up in the morning, and somebody's on. You wake up to six emails from somebody, and and you know they're asking you questions of everything from you know budgets to balance sheet to drill holes to how much you're spending on marketing. Um, that's somebody who is driven. so he's real. This isn't a guy who we just you know uh, gave some options to, by the way, Gerald wouldn't take options. He said, I've made my money, I'm buying stock in the market. We don't want dilution. Let's save options for people who you know can't afford to take this chance. Uh, As much as I can, so you know this is a guy who is committed. He's real.
0: Okay, and so right, so so he's involved. I mean, just again remind people of some of the things he's done in the background because you know it's in the PowerPoint, but I'll run through that if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, so he was twelve years with Barrick, where he uh, worked with, and you may get to to the name, so I might as well introduce him, uh, Louis Dion. Who is effectively uh, Gerald's mentor? He's a mining engineer with also a very uh, successful track record in the mining business. Um, Gerald will say he's one of the best engineers uh, in in Canada. Um, I don't get to say I, I will take Gerald's word for it because Gerald, uh, after Barrick, founded Detour. He bought the asset from Plangio. Uh, you know, created the vehicle and um, put together a company which ultimately sold for almost five billion dollars you know, with some, some bumps along the way. But like, this is a guy who's very passionate um, and, and he's not the kind of guy who, you know, will jump to an, any project and arm wave around it. And you know, this is a guy who when he says there's something here, like he means it and he's gonna, he's like a dog on a bone he just won't, you know, he won't let go uh, until the job gets done. Okay. So, you see like that history, I just want to finish up. Sure. That history carries forward to this project because it was an immense challenge to get him to understand and see the potential and it wasn't that he didn't see the potential. He saw everything that I saw and what we were talking about earlier, but he questioned whether we could overcome the challenges of the past. That was the obstacle with him.
0: So how did Joe Campbell feel about that? Because obviously Joe's the founder of this company. He'd been going through his very technical team, going through it a very methodical way, just not a, a, a markets guy. Um, how does someone like that feel about someone like Gerald walking in?
1: I think after 6-years of, of doing what he was doing with all of the best intentions, uh, Joe realised that a new set of eyes and somebody else to, 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 to help shoulder the burden of responsibility for decisions that were being made, technically, it's probably a relief. I don't want to put words in Joe's mouth. Joe is a very smart man. He's uh, his personality is very even. Uh, he he sees things for what they are. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy I'd want to have next to me if there was a car accident. He's the guy who would be able to just like act, you know, while everybody else is freaking out. Uh, so, with that in mind, you know, Geral comes into the fray. They spend a day together in the data room in Ottawa. All of a sudden, Gerald goes, "Eureka! This is amazing. I love it." You know. Uh, however, you you know, and starts to put screws to Joe, and Joe says, "Look, oh, it's fine. I, I'm I'm i I've, I'm a big boy. You know, I've got my opinion, but I can also use an extra set of eyes." So they're working very well together.
0: Okay, so gold bull market hasn't been anything like this since 2011. Um, Anything with gold in it is doing quite well at the moment. Do you think anything that you're doing is having an effect, or do you think it's just purely the market?
1: Well, we're definitely some of the things we're doing are having an effect. Uh, it's a combination of a lot of things, and um, you know, some of it is intentional. Uh, but then, in some ways, you know, it's sometimes it's better to be lucky than smart. Uh, I think we've been smart for a long time, you know, and I think that we've been doing good things for a long time. And the stock price wasn't responding. The one thing we didn't do. That much of uh, through our winter drill program and into COVID, for better or for worse, was um, you know really focus on marketing, really spreading the word because I didn't feel and Gerald didn't feel that we were really ready, and so the confluence of events of you know raising seven million bucks and going into high grade, identifying a new you know tremendous target on the property. Um, being on the eve of a resource update, those are all things that, once they're in place and you're funded, you're not saying, "Oh, we're going to do all this great stuff, but we need to raise more money." You know, uh, we push the button on let's let some people know what we're doing. So, and that, you know, of course, coincided with gold hitting all-time highs. So we've made a move. People are like, "Hey, are you are you happy? You know, are you, are you happy with where you are now?" I said, "Well, I'm, I'm I'm less unhappy."
0: <laughs> okay yeah, but do, do you know, yeah. You know you know I me, mean, David, like you know last couple of years when people put out these kind of catalyst moments and you know that could be a new resource, the market could care less, right? I guess at you know 1250 gold that that's one case. but now, do you genuinely think that if you put this resource out you're going to get a little bit more notice, in which case it comes down to just timing rather than effectiveness?
1: Of course it matters. I mean it matters in a great way first of all, because we are in a market that cares about whether or not somebody has a gold resource right are you a gas fire company or do you have a resource and so that's, that matters it also matters because our investor base is changing right we've got you know
0: from what to what multiples from what to what
1: from a very sort of uh, stalwart retail uh, based um, sh- registry which look a lot of those shareholders have been great, but again, they're tired, right? They've been around for a long time. They need they 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 need fresh blood to come in and fly the flag uh, to help support this new sort of change. And so, um, obviously, my background is uh, in institutional. So we've we've definitely bolstered our registry with. I think we had like nine institutions in our last deal. When I came to the company, there were. You didn't need many fingers to count how many institutions were in it, and they were on the exit. Now, again, environments certainly bolster certain groups' abilities to invest. Institutions are one of them, right? I mean, you could have the best institution ever in the world in your company, and in a in a in a terrible market where they're seeing redemptions, they might love your stock, but they're selling. It. So you, they're not great to have your stock sometimes. But in a bull market. You know, people are piling money into into institutional managers' uh, honeypots, and then they're needing to go out and deploy. So, you know, once once they get powerful, they they take big swings. And so, we we are definitely focused on adding an institutional component and recognizing that retail drives stock price. So, we're making those people who hung on and stayed with us very happy right now, and I think that you know that's also going to be a big catalyst for us.
0: Okay, cool. I, I just sorry to just kind of labor that point a bit, but I'm just because I know you're a markets guy and you're a structuring guy and you come in and kind of restructured the, you know, sh- the share registry for sure, but and also the people in you know that you've got internally now. Um, maybe it's time now time to get into the project because you know, you were low grade, you now chasing, high grade. Again, what's what's the thinking? Are you reacting to the market or are you reacting to the geology?
1: well we we're acting to building a company and and putting together a resource that look ultimately you need to have a mine built near the city of yellowknife right like that's where the value is and you know whether we build it or somebody else builds it we're first building shareholder value but you can't build shareholder value without creating something so you have low grade there right it's it's accessible it's economic it's you know any major is going to look at that and say yeah why would you just leave that sitting over there? That makes no sense, you know. But it's not sexy. It doesn't drive your share price. So, you know, the beauty of having high grade is that it does two things. First of all, it makes mining way easier. Like grade is king, right? So if we only had high grade, that would be awesome. Uh, but you, you don't throw low grade in the toilet. So we had an opportunity to drill a lower grade target all winter long to add ounces. You can go on our website, you can see a verify model where you can see the results. The sections are there. You don't even have to be a geologist. It's plain and simple. You can see that we had, you know, we hit gold outside of our resource pits. And and when it comes time to calculate a new resource, we expect that we're gonna add ounces there. So you know, anybody who says, Well, that was boring, I say, Yeah, well, I guess making money is boring. But look. Now we go to high grade. If you talk to Gerald, I hope you do at some point. He'll say, you know, this is more exciting than detour because detour was low grade, and so it becomes a game of efficiencies and engineering. And when you have tough gold price, it's really tough to, you know, to to, to make your scratch. But with high grade, it solves a lot of your problems. And 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 incidentally, the market knows that in in sort of a unsophisticated way. You know, the market wants to see. Five meters of hundred grams, or whatever you know, these crazy things. I'm seeing some some companies are having some great success, and we love to see that too. Because, in, incidentally, in I love when people compare companies and and people poo-poo other people's results. I want every gold company to make a discovery, because that's going to be great for the market. It's going to attract confidence, and people will come to the space. And and when somebody makes a huge discovery, or or, or a company gets bought. People want to go and invest in the next one that's going to find, make the next discovery, and be, you know, the next company that gets bought. So, look, high grade is absolutely where we're focused now. We're we're going to start drilling really soon on high grade, and it's going to be on a deposit where we have had historical success, but it's never been drilled to depth. So, you know, again, it's like look at something and go, what's the change? Well, Matt, the change is we're going way deeper on this target that has never been drilled deep. Why has it never been drilled deep? Doesn't matter. We're going to drill deep now.
0: Okay, so I'm sort of in, in, intrigued um, here because you high, high grade and low grade, two very different types of uh, you know drilling, different types of company, different types of processing, different cost structures, all of that, all of that kind of good stuff. At some point, you're going to have to get into the whole you know, study. Uh, like once you've got your new resource out, you're going to have to get into some sort of study, uh, you know, PEAs and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, but what's your plan? What's your thinking of this thing? How long do you drill? Continue drilling uh, for? You don't
1: stop drilling. You, you drill as much as you can, especially no.
0: in a market that's
1: willing to give you capital to drill, right. because it's all about finding gold. And so, you know, when do you when do you build a mine? When do you do a PEA? That's not that's doesn't matter. We're going to bring we're going to bring shareholders value by continuing to to uh, move forward. So moving forward is adding to your resource consistently, not just like once every three years, and making people wait. And like, if you're drilling all the time, then you know you want to be adding to your resource annually, right? And and so if you and if you're not doing those things.
0: Well, I tell not let's explore that a second, okay? Because not everyone can be a great bear about this. Like, even the pure goals of this world have, you know, had to, you know, whilst they've been drilling and, and uh, trying to work out what they've got, they've, they've put out studies. So people have got some sort of sense of the economics of this. What does this thing look like? I'm not asking you when you're going to build a mine or if you're going to build a mine. Of course, that would be a bit absurd. But at this point, your plan as to what drill till when? You know, you just keep raising money while you can, at, get at, drill at results? This point,
1: at this point, our plan is to continue to drill the project until we have a meaningful resource. Seven hundred thirty-five thousand ounces is not a meaningful.
0: Resource. Absolutely. So, what's the number for you?
1: Two million ounces. I'm just throwing out a number.
0: You yeah, know, you know, uh, I, I, look, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be flippant here. I'm just, I'm just saying, it, it, you always need this sense of how far the management teams willing. To go for, they're happy with their number. I know you're going to react to what the market desires, but yeah, this this some okay. If you haven't got more than a million ounces, it's not really interesting. There's a kind of very boring stat in the marketplace, but you know, some people build these things up to five million ounces and no one's interested. So, w- what's your plan for oh, getting at? Well, right, we're right next to town, right,
1: and we're in Canada where people are interested. At a number way lower than five million ounces. That's that. And in this kind of market, like so, I think you're, you know, I know what you're getting at. Uh, we have a plan. The plan is to get this thing off its ass, right? So, like, I think the stock should have been trading at fifty cents when I joined. And so, this is just the beginning. We need to get. We need to get moving. We need to like. Let's see what happens when we put out a resource at the end of the year. And let's see how people view that resource. You know, will we do a PEA like in January? No, I don't think so. I I think we need some more time than that. You know, we we wanted, we haven't even touched the Campbell Shear, which is our new uh you know, sort of most prospective blue sky target. Which you know we can talk about, or or investors can go to our website, and it's very simple. Like this is this is a structure which produced five of the six million ounces at the Con mine, and it runs onto our property south and north. Uh, So you know we got to drill that too, because that's going to be we believe that that's going to be a huge player in all of this. So um, I love to be pressed to say like, so what's your like? Yeah, the plan is. what we what we set out to do. We got to drill high grade. We got to step one, increase our resource. storm, Sam Auto. We got to drill Campbell Shear and see what's there. You know, can we find that next big discovery in the camp? Then we'll think about the next phase. But what I've just laid out takes until, let's say, April twenty one twenty
0: one. Right. At which point you kind of work out what to do next.
1: Yeah. And there will be a lot we have to say along the way to feed the market to get there.
0: And and the money you've raised recently gets you to that point, does it? And then you need to go back out to market. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, we officially stated we're going to drill 10,000 meters between now and the end of the year. So, you know, um, first we're going to get to Crestorum where we're going to drill seven holes. Seven deep holes, and then we're going to keep feeding you guys with information about you know what's going to get drilled next, and it's all exciting because it's all high-grade. Okay.
0: How many shares have you
1: got? Got around a million, got a lot of, lot of options, which is uh, very gracious of Mr. Panaton considering uh, he's taken none. He's got five million shares. Joe's got a lot of stock. Mm. Um, our board members are all shareholders. So uh, look, this is a company that's aligned as well. You know, we're, we're, everybody here uh, needs this to be a success uh, for their own reasons. As I mentioned to you, I changed my, you know, I moved cities, I left a career where I saw my, you know, comfortable relaxation on the horizon uh, because I wanted to, to do something Real, you know, I, I, I truly believe that one of the reasons why people get involved in, in business I'm in is because there is something to be cited for creating something that's bigger than yourself. You know, okay. we, uh, we have like we want to be a big deal to, to the city of Yellowknife, right? We, we want to have an impact there on people's lives. Um, and we have been and will continue to do that in a positive way as much as possible. So, you know, we're driven.
0: Okay. Well, David Lake, uh, nice run through story. I haven't heard it before. Um, I, I, I think we spoke to the X guys back in the day, but um, it's not sorry we've gone anywhere near for, for lots of reasons since then. It's nice to see you come in and try and shake things up, create a turnaround story. You brought some of the right people in, that's for sure. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you're getting on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to it because uh, you know we're nose to the grindstone, uh, and uh, you know it's it, nice to come up for air with something good to say.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, CruxInvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn.